Sierra Leone has some of the world's highest maternal mortality rates. One nurse, Zainab, has not lost a single mother. This Mother's Day, join care in supporting maternal health around the world. Learn more at care.org slash Mother's Day. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's Drake Chess Motherfucking Podcast. Make some He's a legendary Queens rapper. Hey, hey, Segreed, it's your boy N-O-R-E. He's a Miami hip-hop pioneer. What up is DJ EFN. Together, they drink it up with some of the biggest players. You know what I mean? In the most professional, unprofessional podcast. And your number one source for drunk facts. It's Drink Champs motherfucking podcast. Where every day is New Year's Eve. It's time for Drink Champs. Drink up, motherfucker. Yo, what it good be? Hopefully it's really serious, your boy NRE. What up, it's DJ EFN. And we got one of the most legendary comedians. I'm talking about, I've been watching this brother stand up. I've just been watching him go on All stage. All of us have. Just going crazy. I've been from the Chappelle show, from him going to the Breakfast Club, because he's like the fourth member of the Breakfast Club. Uh-huh. We talking about my friend. Oh, there we all Yo, you know what? You know what? You know what, nigga? You could be nice. You could do all that shit, son. But I'm not fucking with you right now, son. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you right now, son. I'm not. Yo, you give me like I ain't saying who you had on the show, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you just this is how disrespectful you are, right? No. <laughs> yo, you like this? I'm gonna smoke with you, son. You like this? You like this? Oh, D. I I need you. I'm like, well, let's plan it out. Then this is what you do. Yeah. Like you want you gonna do it at six o'clock, right? You call me. <laughs> Yo, son, this is what I'm saying. Do you tell you say to me what you gonna do, nigga? Right? Six o'clock, you wanna go up? You hit me at five fifty-six. I'm up, nigga. What the fuck? What's up? You a real nigga or what? Son? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. you call me? You call me coming from motherfucking um um, um Whole Food, nigga? I, I heard background noise, son. I heard background. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't producer fucking room room talk. It was like nigga. Oh, yo, let me get. I'm gonna get an asparagus and so on. So show or what? That ain't right, son. Yo, yo. So let me ask you. Out of all what. Is Ashley Larry your favorite character? The favorite character I played? Yeah. Nah, Ashley, like, um, Beautiful is a favorite character I played on that show. Beautiful. Which one was that? That was the, on the player haters ball. Mm. And the reason why, I'll tell you, I'll explain why Beautiful was a play, my favorite shit because that, that sketch was called player haters ball. Like Neil Brennan, right? Neil Brennan, co-executive producer of the show. The white guy. The white guy. All right, you already know it. So, mm. um... I asked him, I said, what's the next sketch I'm going to be on? Right. He said, player haters ball. I said, cool, right? So the next day, you know, you get the call sheet and everything, right? I see the call sheet, and I don't see my name. I don't see nothing on there. Nigga, I'm not even on there. Right. 
I said, I thought I was supposed to be in plays, but he said, oh, shit. White man. He said, oh, shit. I forgot. He said, I forgot. Um, he forgot you? He forgot. He forget, nigga, he forgot me. <laughs> he just, he <laughs> just forgot the whole show yo, he told you? Yo, you as, as crazy as you feel right now, nigga, imagine me. <laughs> you like this. How do you forget? I'm like this, nigga. How do you forget? Does he smoke a lot? What the fuck? Yo, no, that nigga was doing mushrooms or anything, right? <laughs> it was, it was like whatever it was. So I was like, he said, oh, I forgot. This is what he said. This is what I'm going to tell you why this is my favorite character. He said, oh, shit, my bad. He said, come up with something, right? This is the day before. We're going to, that's this week, and that's evening. The next day we post to you. He said, come up with something. I'm like this, come up with something. Basically, he said, nigga, just make something happen. Like you wrote your own shit now. Can you slow down and let me tell you? <laughs> yo, yo, niggas, we always trying to get ahead. Like, so, no, I know, nigga, nah, nah, that nigga like, so, Donnell, can I answer the question that you're about to answer before you answer it? You be perfectly in Hollywood. The Hollywood niggas say shit like this. A nigga be like this. I got an idea. Why don't we move that from that corner to the other corner? And then a nigga be like this. No. You be like this. I got an idea. Let's move for that corner. Be like, you know what? That's a great idea. I already know this. So, he told me. He said, Come up with something. So that night, and I already knew on the Chappelle show, nigga, I didn't talk a lot on the Chappelle show. I knew whenever you see me, I got to blow it up. Right. I, know right. I was like, this, you got to see me. Actually, when you see me, you see me, I'm funny. So he said, come up with something. I was like, what am I going to do? So that night, I called Wardrobe. I said, yo, I got to make this nigga. I don't even know who this nigga going to be. <laughs> you got to make him? I said, I got to make this nigga. I'm going to make this nigga. I was like... Because I, I was on five heartbeats hard, right? Night like this with that So I'm Eddie Kane in my head, right? I look a little Eddie Kane-ish. You already see it. You know what it is, right? <laughs> so I said, I, I told the wardrobe, I said, I want a suit like Eddie Kane. Give me some sparkles and shit, right? So the bitch gave me that. I call them all bitches, the queens or whatever you want to say. So she gave me the suit with the sparkles and shit, right? And I'm like this, oh shit, I can't work next. I said, oh shit, I ain't have no name, no nothing. And I'm a bald nigga. I ain't got too many options with my hair. But every character I ever played on special up at that point, I was always bald. So I said, let me go outside the box. And I went to the hair um, the hair people. I said, I want a wig. I want a soul glow jury kill wig. Boom. <laughs> they gave it to me, right? right? So that wasn't enough. I got the suit. I got the hair. And I said, I need a prop. I went to props. I said, yo, I want to spray my hair with some activator. But I want the activator to be in a champagne bottle, nigga. Right? I'm a baller. And they was like, that's going to be too messy. I said, okay, give me a lube in the can. Give me some aerosol shit. They gave me the aerosol shit. This is some real shit, son. They gave me the aerosol. I'm building this character, nigga. He didn't exist. He went from nobody to Eddie Kane Jr. to Soul Glow to I need a prop to the spray jump. I'm like this. And I'm, do, I'm hitting my hair like this. I'm making bitches laugh like a motherfucker, son. Right. I ain't even, they even, nobody know what's going on. I'm like, shh, shh. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh, shit, nigga. I'm a little rich than I heard that. I'm like, shh, shh. <laughs> So we about to go, we about to go, son, RIP, no doubt. We about to go to set. I don't got a name or nothing, right? And Neil, I said, Neil Brandon, the white boy, I said, uh, what's my name? He said, I don't know, B. Come up with a name. I'm like, nigga, I came over everything up to here. 
right? So I didn't have no name, but I'm like this. I know on the Chappelle show, you got to bang out. When you get on, you got to bang. Yeah. Right? I ain't had no name or nothing. So I'm doing this. I'm making bitches laugh. I got a jerk girl. And I walked past this mirror and I said, nigga, you beautiful. I said, nigga, you beautiful. <laughs> I said, I feel beautiful. I went to Neil. He said, what's your name? I said, nigga, I'm beautiful. <laughs> the ugliest nigga that believed he's beautiful in the heart. <laughs> and that's, yo, son, I, yo, that, that when you ask me why it's my favorite character, the reason why it's my favorite character because he did not exist. Right. Them niggas gave me an opening. You know what I'm saying? I could have been a, a Hollywood nigga and been like this. I don't have time because I need you to create the character in the right. of I could have did all that. I was like this, nigga. They gave me a shot, nigga. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like this. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? When I did that show, I always... Did you cough, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hold it in. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo, nigga. Hey, yo. <laughs> yo, give me my mask. Yo, yo give me my mask. This <laughs> quarantine chance. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Son, you trying to blow that show. Yo, give me some spray or something, son. Yo, son, you got you it. <laughs> Yo, you try to catch that shit, nigga. I tried to. I tried to. Like this, you went man. viral. And I was talking. He's like, I can cough with this nigga talking. So you say, I was like, what the fuck is we doing, nigga? <laughs> but, okay, but all right, let's, the Ashley yeah. Larry, Ashley Larry, yeah. as a project nigga, as a dude that played dice in the basement, right. I felt like I knew Ashley Larry. Let like, me tell you this, bro. Let me tell you this. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Let me tell you this. Niggas ask me, do you, are you ever going to get tired of people to call you Ashley Larry? And I'm asking myself, Nori, I'm asking myself, why does this character resonate? Right. 15 years, son. Mm-hmm. 15 years, son. Mm-hmm. And niggas, someone, you going to be asked for your life? I was like, some niggas don't know nobody from nothing. <laughs> call me Ashley, LLC, whatever, <laughs> tax break, small business loan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm taking all that Trump shit, nigga. I ain't no Republican, but all that shit, I'm taking all that shit, son. Yo. Well, that's my but, favorite character. Let me, let me like tell you. I actually was at that Dicey game in my mind. You know what? You know what? You were, nigga. You were. I'm asking myself for years, bro. For years. Why? I'm like, why do we, why do these niggas love this nigga so much? How did you come up with that? I'm going to tell you that. Nigga, can I get one story at a time, nigga? I got stories. But I'm telling you, the reason why you felt like it was you, because it was you, nigga. Mm, mm. You, it was you. It was, oh, shit, nigga. I got to come up. Uh. I'm going to take some chances. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch going to be mad at me if I lose. <laughs> but if I win, that bitch got a new iPhone, nigga, right? <laughs> That's our homie, Sonny DBT. <laughs> Yo, Noe, and I asked myself that question. Mm-hmm. What do these niggas connect with about him? Mm-hmm. Rags to riches, nigga. Right, right. We a nigga that's trying to get it. I, right. Yo, no, I'm trying. When I try to feel like, I don't want nobody call me Ash. Not, I never said that, but I'm like this. Why, why? I asked that question. I was like, why does America fuck with Ashy Larry? Because we all got an Ashy in us. We all got to want to come up, son. Right. We, we got to want to come up. We all want to. We all want to be able to say, bitch, watch. Yep. Uh, and we yo, all. Yeah. Go ahead, no, go ahead, you go. And we all want to be say, you we rich, bitch. <laughs> we want to be rich, bitch. But well, you know what? But that but even with that phrase, bro, I'm gonna break that down. The best part, son, you know the hustle. When you make it, when you make it, make it, make it, make it, 
where everybody's like, oh, he made it. Nigga, you made it before that. Mm-hmm. You made it before that. Mm-hmm. But this was society think you made it. Right. But you know you made it when you was in the car with your mans right. and y'all came with an idea and you banged it out. You know what I'm saying? Usually what we do is niggas take years to catch up with our dream. Mm-hmm. Niggas tell you straight up, oh, did you expect this? Yo, everything is, I can't believe it's happening. Nigga, I knew it was happening. I knew it was happening three years ago. I knew I had to connect the dots. And Ashley Larry was that nigga. And I'll tell you another story about that. That sketch was not designed, that sketch was not designed for Ashley Larry to shine. Mm. Look who was in there. Eddie Griffin. Griffin. Charlie Murphy, Eddie Griffin, Dave Spill, uh-huh. right? We don't, we didn't have a lot of niggas outside our circle. Mm. Eddie Griffin was one, mm. Jamie Foxx was one. Mm-hmm. That sketch was designed for if you look at the script, who had the most lines or anything, that was for Eddie Griffin and Dave Chappelle. Wow. Uh, nigga, if you look at it on paper, I was a young nigga. Right. I ain't had no money. Right. Every second on that camera means something to me. Mm-hmm. I had to go hard. Right. That the, the nigga wasn't even ashy, no, he wasn't even ashy. <laughs> I looked at the script. It was a nigga with some shorts and some shoes, socks, whatever. But I knew that I didn't. When I didn't get a chance to talk in that show, I had to rip off gate. So I got to get props. I, I go in there. I know I'm in the basement. I'm in Marcy Projects, nigga. The trash bag I had, it was real trash in that bag, nigga. <laughs> that wasn't no props. I went to the trash can, nigga. I had a bag of I had a bag of Corona. I had a bag of Corona, nigga. <laughs> I had a bag of shit. I didn't know what was in there, nigga. I took that bag, I put it in there. But but before I even did that, I was like this. I was like this. This nigga needs something to make you fuck with him as soon as you see him. Right? I said, I'm gonna be ashy. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm gonna be so ashy, I'm gonna be able to write how much money niggas owe me on the side of my leg, right? I ain't tell nobody this shit. <laughs> this shit I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna ask, can I do it? Because you're gonna tell me no. I'm just gonna go. I went to work that day, nigga. I told the nigga, the nigga named Don Yale, he was gay as shit. He was gay as shit. He was like, yas. I think Charlemagne was in this Rolodex. But anyway, I'm just saying, sir. I'm just saying, sir. You know, some niggas got niggas in their phone decks. You know, Louis Nas, Malik Yoba, and all that type of shit, sir. <laughs> but, but as soon as Trump announced that the stimulus text was going out, that was like well, the first clip that black people went to. We're they rich, went to. Bitch. I'm rich, bitch. I'm rich, bitch. You, you, you fucking owe me, son. Yeah, that's that, the type of shit people forget where it comes from. That's how big it gets. That's how big yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah but let me tell right you. Here, let man. me tell you. Let me tell you the Ashley Larry joint, son. So I got all this shit in my mind. I didn't tell nobody because I don't want them to tell me no. I'd rather like roll a dice and lose big or win big. Right, so I went to the motherfucking makeup nigga. I said, "Yo, I said, give me some baby powder." He said, "For what?" I said, "I don't want. Don't worry about. It. Just give me baby powder." That's how you went. You went like this. <laughs> no, listen. I'm t- listen. Yo, go, go perv. Go perv. All Kelly. All Kelly, nigga. You better dye your beard, nigga. Dye your beard. Nigga. You, hey, you too, man. No, nigga, whatever. I ain't. I ain't dirty like you. You gonna fuck your beard, nigga? No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking at graduations, nigga. <laughs> they, they look at your beard. They's like, that nigga dick was out doing the whole interview. <laughs> <laughs> you look like your dick be out, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
so so listen, let me tell the story, right? <laughs> so so they like I told the nigga, I said, give me the powder, I want to put it in my hand. He said, Well, I ain't gonna tell you. And the reason why I did this is because we doing the we doing the extra sketch, nigga, they ain't got no dice on set. Oh wow. They got no dice. Right. So I'm like this. I gotta do this. All right, I'm sorry, son. Close your eyes. I gotta do this, right? <laughs> I gotta do that nigga look like this. Yeah, I'm about to do that right now. Look, <laughs> I gotta do this. I gotta act like I got dice. I said, let me get some powder. So I got this shit. Where I ain't got no dice in my hand. And they said, go. Nigga, I did like this. Marcy, son. What? what? I did like this. Killed the whole scene. <laughs> We keeping that, and I ain't doing no more, son. Wow! First take, first take, first take, one take. You want wow. you want enough, you want to know another one take? Go ahead, let's go. Wayne Brady, which was my favorite sketch. Mm. Wayne Brady, bitch. Yo, the re- okay. Let me tell you that the reason why that was my favorite sketch because I like the way it happened. It happened when Wayne Brady thought we dissed him. He said we he thought we said some fucked up shit. He was a fan of the show. And it hurt Dave Phillips. Not hurt Dave Phillips, but Dave got a heart. He like, damn, nigga. He was fucking with us like that, and he felt like we shit on him. He called Wayne. Wait, yo, what's up? Let's do something. Right? So what, the reason why that's my favorite sketch, because Wayne Brady, we know Wayne Brady is like, start spreading the news. I'm going to be a part of you. He owes the price is right. He owes the price is right. Like- but that's a, that's a good job right now. But I'm saying, the nigga, he's a real nigga. I'm telling Wayne Brady's a real motherfucker. But his path was different. You know what I'm saying? The nigga got diction. He's articulate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't gravitate toward that person. Yeah. Oh, that nigga, that nigga could read. You know? <laughs> that nigga try to read out loud. You know? Yo, we, black people make smart niggas look do, dumb as shit. Oh, brainiac, syllable ass nigga. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's the truth. Let a nigga be smart in the hood, nigga. We'll make you feel dumb as a motherfucker, nigga. Nigga be like, you all graduating college. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that old black little. Oh, oh, Kumalata ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? And you make a nigga feel bad. So I know that was Wayne Brady's struggle. He like this. He came from a broken home. His grandma raised him. He been through the same shit, but he saw a different path. So even with that, I know Wayne Brady, nigga, he could be like this, fuck you niggas, I make you money. Right. But I know in his heart, it was something like, if you a real nigga, right, you still want to be able to connect with your people. Right. So that could be the one thing that you can't get. You can front, fuck all the white bitches you want, do all the coke you want and all that type of shit. But if you go to the hood and they talk about the hood, what do they say? Right? Mm-hmm. You can connect to it or you can just dismiss it. Some niggas be like, fuck it, I don't need it. Right. It's cool. But I could tell that was something. And when we was doing that Wayne Brady skit, man, that nigga did not want to go hard. Wow. He wanted he, to, he didn't want to go he hard. He didn't want to say Wayne Brady got a snack of bitch. He nigga, he gave like 30,000 options, son. What were the different options? Yo, like, is Wayne Brady gonna have to have a, a misunderstanding with a young lady? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, we got, shit. Uh, we got the go. I know I'm about to leave. I'm about to leave. It. <laughs> I know I'm about to leave, son. We're going to hit you right back. We're going to hit you right back. Oh, 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 no, don't do that, though, son. <laughs> no, fuck that. If I got to leave, oh, hell, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be the realest shit ever, son. No homo. You got my dick sucked.
so many times in a day, son. Yo, I know you, I know you ABC, NBC. I know you corporate. You can't laugh to this, but when you leave, you be like, that nigga crazy as shit. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yo, my music was playing. Was he talking okay, to yo, me? Let me tell you. Let me yo, tell you. I got the music playing. <laughs> yo, yo, let me say this, son. Let me say this. I Man. know. I know y'all gonna fuck with corporate money, son, but I'm just saying, drive-by guy with a booming system, son, nigga, I was light-skinned, nigga, I had a sunroof, son, I had a sunroof, and the bitch didn't know the words, I used to yell out, sunroof open so I could feel the wind blow, <laughs> nigga, 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 let me tell you, nigga, I was a, it was a Honda Accord, son, <laughs> yo, give me back, <laughs> the mic. Give me back. I need to go back, son. Give me come back, boy. Give me back. Give me back, son. I'm coming back. I'm, I'm telling y'all some real shit. Okay. L, 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 L. And I'm telling you, I was a dark skin nigga. I was not trying to fuck with you, son. I was not trying to fuck with you. Because you, you was light skinned. You was cut up, nigga. You was oh, tall. shit. Yo, son, you was tall. Yo, you was tall. I was a little nigga. I was a little nigga. I hated you. And you had muscles and shit. And you had dimples, nigga. Dimples, nigga. Dimples. Yo, I hated dimple niggas growing up, son. I'm like, this nigga gonna beat me up, and then you had a dimple on a nigga, right? So I'm telling you, son, I didn't want to be you, but I was you. And I used to drive by, bitch, fuck the fuck out of here, yo. I'm saying, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. No, I'm, I'm real. I'm, I'm real. I always connect with you. But I'm going to tell you, one of the most powerful things you did, son, you was at an award show, son, and I can't remember what it was, but you was talking to niggas, the youngins, and you was talking about hip-hop. You was talking about... God, yeah, it was, a, I, it was a hip source hip-hop awards. I know nigga! <laughs> oh, I got my dick sucker. Get off of that, son. Yo, I doubled up, nigga. I was like this, and we not, and we not profit. Yo, nigga, and we not profit, and we give oh, a fuck, shit. nigga. Stop playing, son. I love you. Yo, yo, I'm, I'm telling you, son. Nigga, say I'm an interrupter, and I get excited. But yo, this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say, bro. On hip hop. And you know, this is a business that's not friendly to niggas getting older. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It ain't rock and roll. I can watch it forever. You, they say you got a minute, and when you fuck with you, better hope you stacked up for that minute, and you ain't gonna get another shot. You get another shot. You know what I'm saying? And the, the things I respect is like, nigga, you, 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 you must, you go to them niggas. I can do whatever. I can do whatever. I can do whatever. Well, you know, you know, it's funny. And you you change genres. You change genres on them niggas, son. And you took your hat off, nigga. You took your hat off, son. Take your hat off, Darnell. Let me see that shit, Darnell. Oh, nigga, y'all gonna laugh, nigga. Yo, first off, I'm playing for an older road, nigga. Whatever, nigga. Fuck, what is it? What is it? What we doing? What we doing? Yo, what we doing? Yo, I got confidence. Yo, that's yo. You gonna get that no. roll? You gonna get yo, that nigga, roll? Yo, nigga, it's only two rolls with this right here. This what you say, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, hey, Darnell, hey, 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 if it's any consolation, you got more hair than me, B. I, mean, I know what I'm saying, but but you you look. If it's any consolation, you got more hair than me. You know. What I mean? know. But you look bookable. I don't look bookable, nigga. Just two rows. Yeah, you look bookable. Go ahead with that bullshit. Nah, two rows. Morgan Freeman's still living, nigga. When Morgan Freeman died, 
I'm good, nigga. Yo, nigga. Don't do that. Oh, I, 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 in COVID season, you gotta say that shit. Yo, that nigga going. That nigga, oh, he going. Get out of here, nigga. I need them, bro. Yo, Yo, Rogan's 100 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's not what I'm saying, but for some reason, so for some reason, nigga, then the life of the man in the head, nigga's done. (laughs) (laughs) It's done, son. Look, I don't give a fuck, son. But yo, L, L, I couldn't remember. But that word, that word we were talking about, right? The source, because the hip hop source, source hip hop. Yo, yo, yeah, when I tell you, BET hip hop was, BET hip hop was, whatever it was. When yeah. I tell you, you moved me, son. Thank you. Yo, I'm, I'm, I was like this. Yo, y'all understand who's saying this? And he's saying it when you understand. I, I cannot remember what the topic was. Mm-hmm. Yo, no, when you're producing that, tell a nigga to Google that shit right now. Has, he's on, he's on. Has, yo, on. tell a nigga to go. Yo, y'all gonna understand. Y'all gonna say this nigga ashy, whatever. But you wanna understand what I fuck with. That shit right there, son. I was like, just oh shit. I was like, oh, I was like, this nigga could say, fuck all y'all niggas. No, this nigga no. could say, yeah. you're not gonna do it. This yeah. is my point. This is what I'm saying. A lot of niggas do it. Like, I'm good. What do they say over there? What do they say in Queens? I didn't understand. <laughs> but it was like this. And, it, and the way I felt it, it came from a motherfucker like, nigga, I am the example. I am the example. All that shit y'all talking about, what we can't do as black people. We got, this is what I get first with black people. We got too many examples. This Mother's Day, join care in honoring the resilience of mothers around the world. In Sierra Leone, facing one of the world's highest maternal mortality rates, one nurse named Zainab has not lost a single mother. Supported by CARES Work, Zainab's clinic has become a beacon of hope in her community. Zainab's spirit extends to CARES Work worldwide, aiming to ensure every mother's safety during childbirth. Learn more at care.org slash Mother's Day. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I call my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It ain't, it ain't 50 years ago like this. It ain't gonna never be no black scientist, black scientist. It ain't gonna never be no black astronaut, black astronaut. It ain't gonna never be no black this, black. The only thing we had left, L, was it ain't gonna be no black president. Guess what? Bomb, nigga, you can't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. Yeah. Anything, Anything is possible. I mean, it's it's just a matter of, you know, first of all, you got to have, you got to be willing to, you got to have the courage to risk dreaming big. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. See, a lot of people are afraid to risk dreaming big. They, they're scared of disappointing themselves. It's just scary to think big. It's scary to think I can take it to another level. That's a very, very uncomfortable space because there are no excuses out there. You know, you know, there's pitfalls, you know, there's danger, you know, you're going to run into things, but you can't make excuses if you want to do big things. You just got to go for it. You got to be able to wear it on the chin and, and really, you know, own it. And so a lot of times people get in their comfort zone and they, they, they don't want to step sacrifice. out. Sacrifice. Yeah, but it's, it's not just a sacrifice through action, but it's the sacrifice of your own ego. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's the sacrifice uh, of your ego to actually put yourself in a position where you might. Sometimes, if you really want to succeed, succeed, you got to be willing to look stupid. Yep. Mm. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Like, um, yo, I'm sorry, Dory. I'm just saying this is why I be interrupted by accident. <laughs> and the reason why you said that, and I'm using this as an example, when I did the Ashley character L, I didn't know what I was doing, right? Eddie Griffin looked, that's a real nigga. He looked in my face. He said, nigga, you know why you killing this? I said, nope. He said, because you're not afraid to get ugly. Mm. He said, you're not afraid to let niggas look at your stomach. Look at, I got terrestrial. Look at them arms, nigga. I'm not afraid. And, and it goes to what you're saying. Like, niggas ain't going to take them chances. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to take chance. You got to, you can't, you can't have two things you got to understand. You got to put away your ego and you have to understand that you have blind spots. So you need people around you that can identify blind spots for you. you know what I'm Forrest Whitaker, how many, how many blind spots can Forrest Whitaker see? This motherfucker, he went to the, he went to the Forrest oh. Whitaker. Hey, yo, I'm sorry. Listen, listen. Yo, yo. Tell you hey, yo, I'm sorry. Ty. I love Forrest yo, Whitaker. Nigga, look, this is Forrest Whitaker. Yo, don't do this. Yo, don't do this. Oh, I love you. Oh, my God. Yo, look, look. You know what's messed up about LL? Is like when you say jokes about about anybody like celebrities, he knows like, them. I don't really know them. Like, I know, I know. You know what? Like, like let me nasty. tell you this. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm gonna have to see this dude. Yo, yo, not only that, but you know how I know that was funny. You know how I know that was funny because I saw ten seconds of I ain't laughing at that shit. That nigga took ten seconds. Nah, nah, nigga, nah. I had nigga, to register. No, nigga, you held that like a Corona cough, nigga. You was like this. <laughs> nah, nah, nah I, I was getting the visual. I was getting. The <laughs> All right, you. No, you know the you know, visual. That old shit. Again, I get the visual on it. <laughs> all right, all right. And when okay. you saw the and when you saw the visual, you said, "Yo, this nigga play too much." <laughs> so, so Darnell, we're gonna let you be semi co-host, but you gotta relax. You're gonna be all right. I, yo, yo, I'm sorry. Co-host. I'm gonna shut the fuck up because I realize. No, no, no. You can be here. You can be here. Come on. This no, is but I tell you. I know, but I'm telling you. I realized when I just hit, I was like this nigga. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I forgot to shut the fuck up. I've been too hyped, son. And then I, then I listened to, listen, I listened to L. I was like, oh, shit, nigga. So I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to be here, well, but I'm going to shut the fuck up. But I'm happy I'll to be you, I'll let you know how much L means to me. Like, if it wasn't for I know. L, it wouldn't be no me. Like, he was here. I know, and I know I know that so much. Because you told me when I said, nigga, what's about the show? You was like, nigga, I tried to get L here. And he said, if it be, yo, this is what you I said. I was going to get you before yo, yo. L. Yeah, yeah, you was like this. I was like, I was supposed to be on before L, nigga. You didn't say that. <laughs> the opening. <laughs> you just, but, you just said, what you doing? Okay. I'm all right, fine. so we're going to get into L. L. Sorry, I'm sorry. One thing about you, L, is like you and Will Smith very much impressed me, right? The, 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 the two things that has been impressive is you guys was able to have a great rap career, right? Then go into like sitcom 
and then transition to movies and, and things like that. But but like what um what, what Ashley Larry was saying earlier, my bad, I call him Ashley Larry, my bad. Just, but um, now you don't, yo, don't you get? I'm being quiet. Disrespect okay. all you so want. What he was saying, no, no, no. What he was saying earlier was this isn't a game where you know people respect the people that's veterans, and that's why we started Drink Champs because we wanted to you right. know. But you are like the king of that, meaning like people really don't look at you like you're you're, you're an older statesman. People really look at you like you're a person that has a, a, a jest on time. And, you know, you're hooking up the Migos with the with the role, um, other Migos, one of the Migos, um, Offset, I believe, Offset. How, how do you balance that? How, is that something you do um, strategic or well, it just well, comes natural? Well, I think, I think um, one, you got to always be interested in the world around you, right? And, you know, it's the old saying, adapt or die. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And um, then... Um, you know, there's another saying that, you know, and you probably heard me say this before. If you don't like change, you'll like irrelevance even less. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I just try to adapt and always pay attention and stay curious. You know what I'm saying? You got to stay curious and you just got to be willing to let yourself grow. That's the other thing, too. Like, I'm not pretending to be 26 year old LL. I'm all right with where I'm at in my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with my space and um, I'm just trying to grow as an artist. And also, you know, as you go along and as you move, you start like you did. When you started making it more about others than yourself, you uh, you grew, mm-hmm. right? You put drink champs on and gave people a platform and gave people their flowers while they're here. And, yes, you know, you. the reception was amazing because there was a certain level of selflessness involved with that. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're going to monetize it. Yes, you should. But at the same time, you're lifting people up, giving people love, and you're talking to those that have been marginalized by many and giving and treating them with the reverence that, you know, the Bob Dylans and the Mick Jaggers get treated with. And that's the whole thing, right? Um, that's why I started Rock the Bells. I mean, yeah, I was about to get into the whole too, thing man. about Rock the Bells is that um, it, it is the whole idea is to make sure that you know, the people that started the culture and the people, the pine, the founders and the pioneers, um, that they don't get marginalized and forgot about, mm-hmm. forgotten about. Like I want Big Daddy Kane to, to, to be always salute celebrated. I want Eric B and Rakim to be always celebrated. Um, I want all of those artists. I want Dougie Fresh to, to be loved. I want Biz Marquis to be lifted up. I want Roxanne Chante to be looked at big. I want to make sure that that I I I do use all of my my energy to lift up our culture and our community. You know what I'm saying? And, me and that EFN, was over because I was, go ahead. Me and EFN, we received slack. Sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. We received slack because we, it's not that we don't interview the new people. Very seldomly, like once or twice, we'll interview somebody new. But we want to base it on the generation that came either before us or mm-hmm. either a little bit after us. Right. And we don't feel that's nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you have a Hot 97. You have a Hot 97. Mm-hmm. You have a... Yeah, they don't have platforms currently that are that are catering mm-hmm. to them. And I don't, I, well, I, you know I, what it is? Is Look, there's there, you're right. Look, there's nothing wrong with bridging the gap. But the gap, but it just, it has to be reciprocal and it has to be, it has to make sense, right? Like, it just has to be love. Like, 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 I have love for, um, for the Migos. I have love for Offset. But, you know, I I don't play Offset's music on Rock the Bells because that, it's a different audience, different generation. He understands that. He probably don't even listen to Rock the Bells, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, but I will take him and put him on NCISLA and open the doors for him and bust the doors. Nigga, put me on NCISLA, nigga. Everything put me I, on I, there. No, yeah, I'm going to get you and Forrest Whitaker to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Come back. Come back. Ashley Larry come makes a comeback on, on that Whitaker. show. Swear the shit out of you, dude. So, yo, bring beautiful on that show. Yo, 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 I'm that fucking fucking boy. Yo, you with a motherfucking. Yo, I got a question. I got, yo, this is a serious question. Okay. And I know it's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that, right? Is it okay for a grown man to give another man a a, a sculpture of his ass for Christmas? Oh, you go about Charlemagne. You talk about Charlemagne. No, no, I didn't say that, no, no. man. I'm just saying, son. Just you ain't suffering that shit, on. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're talking about. But I'm not, this is what I'm that's what I want to know. I need yo. They blocked me on, son. They blocked me. Turn me back on, son. Turn me back on. Turn me back on. Turn me back Yo, yo, hey, yo, yo, hey, yo. I'm back. I'm back, son. I'm back, son. I'm back, son. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is drink chill. I asked him. That's what I'm talking about, son. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. All right, Nori, can you, yo, Nori? Personally, I don't. I don't like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. Is that a good idea? Maybe I'm a little out of the loop. So you are out of the loop. I'm out of the loop with you, nigga. Okay, because <laughs> well, I'll explain, Al. Charlemagne gave Envy uh, a sculpture of his, his, his shit for uh his, his thing. No, don't say like, shit, nigga. Ass. Don't say shit. Ass. 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 His ass, ass for, for Christmas. Like being funny. And Ashley Larry and Charlemagne got beef right now. They want to do a versus. Uh, LL. I mean, um, um, uh, Ashley Larry versus Charlemagne and versus. Who do you think will win? Uh, who you got your money on? That's some fucked up questions, shit. man. Listen. First of all, you know. Listen, man, I, God damn, B, y'all done, y'all done took me out with that shit. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what part of the game that is, but that's, that's I'm going to leave that to them, B. Like, you know what part of the game you know, that is? When you're handing out sculptures, sculptures of your ass like business cards, something, oh. something, something needs to be figured out. That's what the fuck I'm talking about, nigga. Yeah, I don't know what that is, B. I, but. Yo, yo, hey, we need to figure it out, nigga. You no, can't I ain't figuring out shit. You <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I ain't figured out nothing. <laughs> you figured out. Yo, yo, and we on the same base. I don't want to figure that shit out. Yo, but Donnell, let me ask. Let me ask. Oh, no. yo, yo. You against Mike Epps. What do you feel about that? <clears throat> Damn, Where'd he awesome. go? Where did he go? I don't know. Yo, he yo, he out of control. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, but has there been has there been a comedian versus setup? No, nah, Kevin right? Hart against Afrion so. a- a- Crockett right now. They saying they they, they, they need to, those shits would be yo, yeah. it would be amazing. Like I think Mike Epps is hilarious. I, I mean, homie is hilarious. Yeah. You know, they all funny, man. I mean, shit. For that matter, Charlemagne is hilarious, man. When he's talking crazy, um, he just, you know, he just got to relax a little bit. But he's hilarious. Okay, I remember you know, this, something. I remember. Yeah, he got to relax a little bit. But he's hilarious. I like him though he's funny. Um, so, you know, yo, hold on, hold on. Let, L, let me ask you a serious question real quick. Yeah, we, we all we all were involved in the in the hip hop loves New York movement. Uh, shout out to the Universal Hip Hop Museum, of course. And, and we we Rocky see someone what we all could do, and we all unite and get together as a culture. You're doing that with Rock the Bells on Drink Chance. We we've been talking for years about creating some kind of hip-hop union or, or, mm-hmm. or something that takes care mm-hmm. of the pioneers and the architects of the culture and everybody mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah, I just... um, Yeah. I just had a real interesting conversation with Swizz about that. Um, You know, on my IG Live, I do this thing, you know, every day at like 5 o'clock, we talk 5 o'clock East Coast, and we, I mean, um, West Coast, and we okay. talk... And me and Swizz was talking about 
um, you know, Swizz was saying that, you know, he wanted to raise, you know, a hundred million dollars to, um, uh, you know, to take care of, of some of the founders and the pioneers and the, the medical and the, the things that are important. And I, I have to agree with them. I would definitely donate to something like that. Obviously, you know, it has to be, you know, transparent and it needs to be vetted and, and, and taken care of, which I know it would be, but I'm, I'm in agreement. I think that the pioneers definitely need to, uh, and the founders need to be looked after and respected. That's why I've decided that, you know, I, I, I told Swiss and I made a pledge that as I build Rock the, Rock the Bells, and because it's going to be a lot bigger and a lot more to come than what right. you guys are seeing now. Right now, you just kind of hear the radio station and you're not sure, but there's going to be a whole platform and thing that's coming. Um, I'm going to give a piece of Rock the Bells as a company. I'm going to make sure that some of the founders and the pioneers have equity and have wow, a piece wow, of this amazing. and have ownership in it. Um, I'm going to do what I can and make my pledge to keep moving the culture forward and keep contributing and keep giving. Um, so yeah, I'm with Swiss a hundred and million percent on that. Um, and I also Just think, so you know, we started that four years ago. We, well, not only did you start the conversation you, but, about but it, it's the, the right thing. Like, listen, right. listen, each iron sharpens iron, right? Yep. And, um, any yep. good idea you have is going to go to another level. And, and I think that you did, you should take credit for that because you have been giving their guys their flowers and bringing people on, right. proving that people still had viable fan bases, right. even though they weren't at the top of the charts at the moment. And I think that you've been very, um, instrumental in keeping the culture moving forward and, and keeping our, you know, like my generation, you're a little younger, but my generation and your generation connected to the people that they love. Um, so, you know, I, I, I respect that 100%. So, yeah, I'm with Swiss on that. I think right, it's right. great. And it's not to knock the youth. Like, the youth and the, the new generation of artists, like the Offsets and the, you know, the, the Baby and, you know, and Tory Lanes and, you know, Lil Baby and NBA Youngboy and all of the different... They have the right to succeed and have success and right. get their paper and be and be kids and live life. They got right. that right. But as men, as we grow up, we got to think about some other things too. Because you know we should set the foundation for them to get to grow older and not have to worry as well, or have something. Because I always, I always say, like I refer to SAG, like something like a SAG. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't know if that's the right reference, but I feel like mm-hmm. you know whatever no, it you is, put in, it get is out of it. You know, whatever. You need some, I've had some preliminary SAG. conversations in that area. You I know, think we need something bigger than SAG, and not only that, I think it should fit like a criteria, like how we do on Drink Champs. Like if you have ten years or more, then we interview you on Drink Champs. I feel like it's mm. the same way. Like if a person has been working in hip hop for ten years, twelve years, fifteen years, maybe he didn't hit the platinums that L hit. Maybe he didn't hit the, this, this shit that Jay Z hit. Maybe he just had you know a, a gold single or whatever. But he gave that same blood, sweat, and tears of us, and he gets 100%. sick. And he gets sick. I feel like it, it should be people that step up. Look, look you, like, you take a guy like Special Ed. Special Ed made a huge contribution to the culture. He didn't yeah, necessarily absolutely. have a thousand albums and a thousand hits, but those records were really important. Yes, yes. And, they, you know, and meant a lot to all of us. Yep. So, you know, like, yes, absolutely. Rob Bass, guys like that. Like, right. listen, like, it's not, you know, everybody's not going to have hit after hit after hit, just like everybody ain't going to have 20 Grammys. It, right. You know, some people get the things happen and you get a run and it is what it is, but we should look out for everybody. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And for guys, sure. And this is where I, I think where, where I think a little differently also is that not even just the pioneers, but like I said, even the younger guys coming in who 
don't, aren't thinking about having insurance or having this or having, look at COVID-19, how it's hitting people and mm-hmm. maybe they weren't prepared for it. And Nobody. they were an artist. If they, if, if as a culture and as an industry, we said, look, this is what you can pay into the minute you get in. And then you're, mm-hmm. you have insurance and you have, you know, the type I think of what you're saying is right. I think, um, you know, I think that that's a, 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 there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had about that. I think that that's something that, um, really needs to be thought about. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole idea of putting something together where there's, you know, financial literacy, where there's insurance, where there's, um, you know, some sort of annuity thing that, you know, is deducted from royalties, where there's something that kind of, you know, gives the youngsters an opportunity to have something. So when they finish going through their gold chain Rolls Royce right. phase, they got something left. Yep. When you, you know think what I'm saying? About it, when you think about it, even the mafia had a union. Even like just like yeah. just I'm, like not to be funny, but think about it. The mafia had a union, and they would like not they were. I don't want to say we got to enforce it on this, but we we should come to young artists and be like, "Yo, brew room a certain amount." All the artists, we're doing it. We're all so just in case something does happen. You know what I mean? But we're the insurance company because insurance something don't happen, they don't give you back your money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like you know. If, if if you you know gave your life to hip hop and you know you gave your royalties and and then and then you, that, that's your four hundred one k you know what I'm saying right right that's exactly what I'm saying like we're saying we're all saying is it's like it's like the idea of you know you know you've heard about the blind men um touching the elephant you know mm-hmm. you've heard that story before right yeah. so we're all touching the elephant from different points of view but it's all part of that one animal mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Right. And, um, you know, one side feels like a wall. One person thinks he's holding a snake. Other person thinks it's a tree trunk. You know, it's all, but it's all that animal. And I think building something like that would be really special and important. And I think it should be all of hip hop. I think it should be all generation. I think there should be no, no division. I think it should just be, if you made an impact and, you you know, we, we, we set a real criteria, you know, you just can't be a gimme. It needs to be like you, you, you made a, uh, you know, some sort of impact and you really touch the people that way. You should be able to um, contribute and be a part of it long-term. Yeah. I think that's smart. I like it. I looked at your Instagram um, other day and you posted a picture with Tupac. And this picture of Tupac was interesting because I had never seen this picture of Tupac. It was like him in front of the courthouse, but he had an NYC shirt on. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you're talking about, was it my grandma or was it Rock the Bells? It might have been Rock the Bells or it might have been your instance. You might have been um, re- we tweet, we, we Insta story in, um, uh-huh. okay. 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 Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was interested because I had never met Tupac, the, the New York, um, Tupac or the West coast Tupac. Mm-hmm. So I was interested. Did, did you know both versions of Tupac? I, I knew, I knew Pac. I definitely knew Pac. Um, I always, um, you know, Pac was cool. You know what I'm saying? The thing that I was, you know, it's funny because, you know, a lot of people, like I, I saw a couple of people thought that, you know, somehow, um, I didn't like Tupac or I was trying to talk bad about him or something. I saw a couple of people thought that. And the reality is I always respected Pac. I always respected his music. Um, I I remember a story, um, you know, we was at one of the award shows um, and um, he came, he was like, he was walking and, um, you know, I think what had happened was this was like, I don't know which award show was one I was hosting, but he had came up on stage and he grabbed the mic out of my hand and he was he was like trying to yell in the mic and the mic was off. And I just grabbed the mic back from him. He's like, oh, you had to take the mic back. And I and I said, I said, Pop, what? I said, Pop, why don't you just relax, man? What's the problem? What's going on with you? He said, no, nah, man, y'all don't give me no love. Mm. I said, Pop, I just said your name in the record on my album, Mr. Smith. He said, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. 
<laughs> you know, um, I think what that... What award show? You said it's an award show? Yeah, it was an award show I hosted. I don't know which show, though, but I'm sure if people really search in Google, they'll find it. I don't know what show it is, but I'm sure it's on camera somewhere. Okay. Um, and, and what I would say is this. Pac was a, a talented brother. Um, you know, I think he touched the community like a pastor. You know, I think his stories um, were so heartfelt and his songs were really heartfelt. And I think that, you know, um, I, you know, I didn't really get into East Coast versus West Coast. That was never my thing. Remember, my, my first album was Rick. I was on the East. And then my second album I made with the L.A. Posse on the West. Right. So I was already, right. I was cross coast in 86, 87. I was already coast to coast with it. Mm-hmm. But but Pac is um, truly somebody that needs to be respected and remembered. Um not just for the the crazy the the controversy and the craziness and the antics, but for his talent. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a real talented brother. But you know, listen, I, I didn't know him that well, but the times I met him, those were the kind of interactions we had. It was it was never an issue. You know what I'm saying? I just saw a brother that was really. And you met the Death Row version too. I did. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the one I'm talking about is when he was on Death Row. He was oh, okay, absolutely okay. on Death Row. Oh, okay. death row. Um, that was the version I, <laughs> absolutely. I met. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, he was just... I just think sometimes you have brothers that are just looking for love, man. Right. Just searching for love. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, love... People search for love in a lot of different ways, right? Like, people join gangs for love. Right. Like, you, you know, you join gang because nobody cares about you. Maybe mom's is on drugs or maybe pops ain't there and you need the neighborhood is dangerous and you you feel like you all alone and you join that right. gang looking for love. Right. Like it happens on many levels. So so looking for love is not like some. So I'm not necessarily looking at it as a weakness. I'm just saying it's a true fact. It's just right. the truth. Like people right. search for love. You know what I'm saying? And I think Pac is one of those brothers that was definitely, you know, wanted that love. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to feel that love. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, one of the songs, it, 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 it doesn't disturb me, and it, it, it just bothers me slightly, is uh, Little Baby. I, no, is, is it The Baby? And I think okay. he got a joint. He got, I'm going back to Cali like Biggie, right? Right. And it's great. Like, I get it. The, the age he's being, his, his yeah, age. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? I know what you're saying, Nori, but the reality is, look, I, you know, I know Biggie got going back to Cali from me. So if Shorty got right. going back to Cali from Biggie, that's okay. That's not that's offensive. Right. That's well, not, I didn't say I offensive. I felt like he should have said, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, but you know what? Look, I, I've done quite a few things in the game um, and ushered in a lot of things and started a lot of things that you know, took on a life of their own. Like, I mean, I named my album GOAT in 2000, right? And right. introduced that to the game and came out right. with this GOAT thing. Look what GOAT has become, yeah. you know? And how many people truly associate me with that when they hear that word GOAT? I'm sure some, though I'm not going to downplay it, but at the same time, there's people who have no idea that LL was running around with Bimmy and and, and we did right. this GOAT thing and then came out with this GOAT album and it started a whole worldwide movement of just day. people wanting to be the GOAT. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, so there's lots of things that I've done that are like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't even trip off of that. I don't, I never feel neglected. I never feel underrated. I always feel appreciated. You know what I'm saying? By, That's hard. You know what I'm saying? I always feel good about it. And I, I like to see the shorty <laughs> doing their thing. And I don't, you know, they ain't got to, you know, sometimes if they don't recognize me, that's all right. I feel good anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the whole world, I, I, I brung slime to the whole... No doubt. And they Yo, took I mean, come on, you introduced Neptunes to the game. Yeah. You know, slime, you introduced me to the Neptune. <laughs> you introduced <laughs> me to Pharrell. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's all love. Like, 
you know, listen, you know, we all do, we all do our part. We all do our part, B. That's why we part of this culture. That's why we're made men in the culture. Exactly. Nobody can ever say you're not hip-hop. Nobody can ever say that we're not part of this. Like, we made, you know, in a mob, B. We made made in this game. Like, it's real. Like, it's in the the DNA. Have you been watching the verses? I have. Okay. I have. Absolutely. Um, Which one is your favorite so far you watched? Um... I mean to be honest, I like uh, I like Little John and uh, 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 and, and what's my man T Pain. Pain. I thought you were yeah. babyface Teddy Riley because you a smooth dude. Al. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. I understand something. I made smooth records. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't necessarily a smooth dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, you know, shit. There's, 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 there's shit. You know, there's sides to the coin. Yes, you yes, know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, and yes, I like yes. yo, I like that that T Pain. You know that T Pay Lil John thing. I mean, uh, yeah, that one was crazy. Yeah. That one was crazy. And then I liked um, it was a lot of them was great. I mean, Tim and the original, yeah, Tim right. and Twist was great. Too. You know what I'm saying? Right now the Nelly and Ludacris. Primo, man. yo, Primo joint was good too. Primo and Primo Rizzo. And Rizzo. Primo and Rizzo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that Primo was crazy. and Rizzo was good. So, so I like that one. So now they're gonna do Nelly and Luda, huh? Yeah. yeah by the time this come out, it probably already happened, but that's just gonna be hell. So yeah, yeah. Now I would have to ask. If mm-hmm. LL, oh, I, I, you already said Swiss is you was on the phone with Swiss, so I know Swiss is 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 calling. Is nah, no, we didn't we didn't really talk about that. We didn't we didn't oh, me and him didn't kick it. No, we was on IG live. We was just talking like in general. Okay. Nah, I wasn't. Right. Nah, we didn't really talk about me doing it. But um, okay. you know, I don't. But if you yeah. were to do it, like if you were to do it, who who? Because because. Cause you know, Al, you're such so much in a space of you know positivity. Like it, it would, it would have to be a pure celebration. So it would have to be. Oh, it would like, always be. I mean, because to me, like anything other than that, like the other type of battling is like you know, yeah, I don't like that's that. down and dirty and all that. Nah, yeah. it's all fun and game. Like it's all fun and love. It ain't ain't nobody taking it like a real battle. It's just a great party. Um, a great vibe. Um, I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because. <clears throat> the difference with me is that my music covers a lot of different realms. You know, people don't always remember that. You know, they only think about couple, the big singles, but they don't, if you get into the weeds with my music, I touch a lot of zones. So, mm-hmm. you know, it would have to be somebody who could touch all those zones like me. You know what I'm saying? I guess that? for it to be fun. I don't know. Who is that? You know what I'm saying? Who? I mean, I think I'm the wrong person to ask because I would want to see like a legendary I older see? side of, of L. Like, like, I would like to see L go against Karis One. On versus. Wow, wow, wow. That that's tough. I, I mean, Kara is one brutal. Q huh? would be amazing too. You I and Q would be great too. So, I think that the the I look, Cube is my man. I love him. I love his music, but the music, they're so such different yeah, vibes. Like but, but remember, like, it's a celebration, so it's not yeah, it, it, it could be different vibes. Yeah, it can be. It can be. I mean, I don't know. I would leave that to the people, man. Like, I don't you, even know. I don't even know if I'm ready for that, like mentally. Like I, you know, you know I don't even know somebody, if I'm prepped for that. I was telling the guys here when we were getting ready for the show that it would be ill to have, instead of it being the, the different artists playing their own music, they love each other so much, they battling with each other's music. Like, I'm going to play Nori and Nori going to play EFN type of shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you now you you freaking artists out. You're going to freak an yeah. artist out. Man. Like, nah, nah, I got, you're going to be controlling my destiny and all that. I can see Nori now. No, that ain't the one to play. That's the worst one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that yeah. would be a true artists, celebration, though. I know, but you, I know how artists think. That would nah, drive, it wouldn't I mean, work. It wouldn't work. Bananas. It wouldn't that would work. drive an artist bananas. But that dude. would be ill. <laughs> right, right, Nori? Yeah, no, hell yeah. I, I can't hey, do it. But I, I feel you, though. I feel you. I don't know. I mean, you know, 
it's crazy though, but it's definitely a good energetic thing. And it's, it's definitely something that I love, you know what I'm saying? I love the idea of just, you know, our culture, you know, what it's doing and how it's touching people. I love that. You know what I'm saying? I love the, I just like, love that, man. You know what I'm saying? It's right. It's right. Like, like, um, you know, that's what I love about our people. We make the best out of the situations. Like people will tell you like, you know, really jazz. And, you know, if you look at the roots and, and, and things like that it comes from old Negro spirituals, you know what I'm saying? When we didn't have yeah. nothing and we would just get together and, 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 and not to compare it to that, but, you know, not to just, just not, you know, ignore that. It's like, this is what's happening right now. Like, you know, I, I believe it started with D-Nice. I believe mm -hmm. D-Nice got on there and I believe he played for nine hours the first time. He set time. the tone. Mm -hmm. Like, like I believe, like he just went on, and just people just mm -hmm. start going, and we started realizing that this might be the new norm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, uh, uh, like you know, clubs. Like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 42 now. Like, I, I don't mm -hmm. enjoy going to clubs. Like, mm -hmm. I like being in the club in my house. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> club gamma. I, I like that virtual experience. Yeah, the virtual. Nah, experience. nah. D definitely set it off crazy, yeah, and um, I think that we've also found out the importance. That, and D-Nice set the example, but DJs in general. Like, uh -huh. I think that people, you know, you know, for many years, it's been rap artists, rap artists, rap yep. artists, rap artists, MC, MC, MC. And we found out that, hey, DJs do play a pivotal role in society because guess what? Who's everybody leaning on ultimately? Yeah. You know, it's, it's either a DJ or Netflix, all right? Uh -huh. You're like, yo, them DJs, they matter. And, and, you know, we got to respect them and we got to embrace them and we got to, you know, lift them up, too, and not Absolutely. forget about them. You know what I'm saying? We can't forget about them. The thing about that is the the next biggest DJ was DJ Khaled, but people didn't actually get to see DJ Khaled DJ. They got to hear his records. So Producing. They, they, yeah, as a producer, but would you? I agree with you one million percent. What they seen D Nice and D Nice started changing hats, and it was just like it was just like yo, I, I, I stood up, I stood up there with Lisa, me like four or five hours. He created a like, movement, a whole. Yeah, movement. and I was watching it, and I was vibing, and I was like, I was feeling the energy, and I was happy for him, and I was thinking about. It made me think about BDP. It made me think yeah. about you know, it, you know, we know each other thousands. Club. It reminded me of the old clubs where you wanted to get shot out, like you walk in the club, and you yeah, it was crazy. You want to be seen, but Michelle you know Obama, like, yeah. you, know, like, oh, you know what I mean, Obama. Oh, yo, people saying what's what up. Reminded me of. Yeah, that was a that was a beautiful thing. That was it was cosmic. It was right, cosmic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's cosmic. Yeah, that right, was that right. was a beautiful, beautiful vibe. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing my man. You know what I'm saying? And then and, and then seeing him getting his success and flowers and him putting that hard work in. I said, well deserved, right? Well, yeah, be like that's what it's about. Like seeing brothers come up. Destruction, love bro. that. He's on self destruction. One of my favorite records. My name is D Nice. You know what I'm saying? I did that yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like Taking out seconds right? and you don't know how I did it. But yeah. but you know like, something, guys. On another note, that it's well deserved, and he was semi prepared to 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 take advantage of the situation. Yeah, that's another thing too that I think we need to be able to do for other like. Folks older, obviously, than D-Nice, older than all of us, the other pioneers and, and architects of the culture that don't understand, maybe they haven't been on, on the whole technology tip where they can take advantage now of the well, situation. Well, so, you know, you got to take some responsibility too, right? Like you got to, that's why I said you got to stay curious. You got to make it happen. You got to have a vision and you got to be willing to adapt as things go on. Doesn't mean people don't deserve help, but you have to you have to take some responsibility and be out for there. For sure, 100%. Right? And, and, and go for it. So I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that totally, no doubt. This Mother's Day, join CARE in honoring the resilience of mothers around the world. 
In Sierra Leone, facing one of the world's highest maternal mortality rates, one nurse named Zainab has not lost a single mother. Supported by CARES Work, Zainab's clinic has become a beacon of hope in her community. Zainab's spirit extends to CARES Work worldwide, aiming to ensure every mother's safety during childbirth. Learn more at care.org slash Mother's Day. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, man. I mean, I believe our culture, our culture is just like we showing, um, you know, how much power that we actually have. Like, like, you know, when you guys came with FUBU, like when is it going to be like, I know we have Black History Month, but when are we going to do something where we just really just show people like how much power we really have? Like, you know, with Tyler Perry with the studio, like. Like when it, I mean, he showed it in a lot of ways, right? He showed it. Yeah. Um, but if you talk about from a hip-hop space, I think I think you're seeing the renaissance now. Right. I think that the things that are happening, um, you know, with Versus, the things that are happening with Rock the Bells, um, I mean, these are things that, you know, I mean, you know, there was a time when, you know, rap didn't pl- get played on the radio. Now we have whole right. stations, whole right. channels. And globally. I mean, and we're talking on. about 7 million people a right. day. We're not talking about 100,000 or 300,000. We're talking about 7 million people listening every day. Yep. So it's like, there's a, there's a, you know, I think that what we have happening now is your show, your platform. I mean, look at the, the how big it's become. Look at the life you're able to live. Right. I mean, this is, we're showing it. It's being, right. history is being written as we speak. You know what I'm saying? Like history is being written as we speak, baby. I, I had an idea, Absolutely. right? I wanted to, I wanted to do like a real hip hop award, but make it like a Met Gallo, right? Like make it like a, like a real prestigious, strategic. You know what I'm trying to say? The word, yeah, prestigious. And I wanted to like every year, like it to be called the LLs, like the award, the actual person. Oh, for whoever, whoever. Or, I know what you mean. Like you, yeah, the DMCs. I know what like, you mean. Like like, 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 like. I mean, just think about it. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is still the main word is rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, I know. Where the right. fuck is the hip hop Hall well, of Fame? Well, let me tell. You, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, you know, it it's getting bigger and bigger every day. Um, you know, like uh, one of the things, like I'm on the board of um the Smithsonian, right? Um, the National Board of the Smithsonian Institution, and one of the things we, I talked to uh Lonnie Bunch, who's the secretary of the Smithsonian. Um, he's a good friend of mine. And we talk about hip hop and we talk about making sure that we get the narrative right. They need to know about Nori, Capone and Noriega. They need to know about, you know, CNN. They need to know about, you know what I'm saying, Mob Deep. We need to know about, you know, Grand Wizard Theodore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
there's that part of it. That's there are conversations about that. But then the other side is that, you know, Rock the Bells is really going to, I think, do a lot for classic hip hop culture. When this platform launches and when you really come in, you know, everybody's going to come check it out. And when people come and check it out, you're going to see, you know, how much we, we're doing, you know. No, I didn't mean Rock the Bells. I meant Rock, the, um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, exactly okay. what you mean. Okay. And okay. what I'm saying is we're going to lay the groundwork for that kind of a world, like the world that you're describing. Right. The, the hip-hop hip-hop. Hall of Fame. Like right. the groundwork is being laid for those things to happen. Like yeah. that that's real. Like, look, look. Okay, prime example, like myself, I've been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't know, maybe 10 times. They nominate me and then they, they don't put me in. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why they keep nominating me, right? It's like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, I didn't know that. You just want to use my name in. for press or some shit? So, like, it's like, like, what the fuck is going on? But the thing is, it's like, but there's a lot of people, but you have people that vote for me because they give me love and they appreciate LL and they want, but then you have another half who is like, who are not maybe familiar or maybe they don't look at Around the Way girl the same way they look at a Beastie Boys record, mm. right? So there's that. So, yeah, we need hip-hop needs its own thing. Hip-hop definitely needs its own thing. It has to have its own thing, and it's our job to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? We gotta do that. By the culture, for the culture, basically. No question. Right. No question. But that's to say, look, it's nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slamming the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's all love. Like, they, you know, they do what they do. Well, I'm they slamming the it, I'm never gonna be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So huh? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nah, nah, don't, that, nah, but I'm you know what, though? Yeah, I feel you, but but my thing is, they it all has its purpose. But hip hop can have something too right. that is yeah. hip hop centric. They are rock centric, but they include hip hop. We can be hip hop centric and figure out what we want to include. So right. it's 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 yeah. I feel you, hundred yeah. percent. You're right, and I think you guys got a lot of big ideas and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. got a lot of big I, ideas. I got, I got ideas. I want to bring you off off camera. But yeah. what is LL watching right now? What are you Netflixing? What oh, is shit? What, What's your well, quarantine yeah, watch yeah, list? Quarantine. Yeah. Well, I went. I was watching. Um. Uh, first, I watched Peaky Blinders. Mm. You know, Peaky Blinders is a um a gangster show. It's set in like the 19th century in Birmingham, England. It's about yeah, this my, gang. My the boy Peaky Dre here from from England over here. He, he yeah, is gangster. It's oh, it's yes yeah, on Netflix. Dope. It was gangster. Yeah, I love Blinders. it. Peaky oh. Blinders. It's hard. It starts off and you're like, is this gonna be? It's crazy, right? Okay. Then I watched Ozark. You know, what I'm saying oh, Ozark, crazy. the wild out, completely the wild <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. And then um right now I'm watching the Medici's. You know what I'm saying? The Medici about the um the Renaissance, the family that ran Renaissance Italy for three hundred generations for um three hundred years for over you know for many generations. That's a scripted show. Centuries. Yeah, scripted. It's crazy. The Medici. Mm-hmm. It's it's M E D I C I. The Medici's. You know what I'm saying? And um they're just an unbelievable. They were they were um you know they were the the, the 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 crown princes of Renaissance Italy as a family, and uh, they were that what some of the key sponsors behind a lot of the great arts of work in Italy. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. but but they also, you know, they think very strategic. They move, maneuver, and do different things. So, you know, that's very interesting. You know what I'm saying to me? So I've, I've been watching them joints. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. Those three different. That I, I knew for some reason. I knew you liked Ozark. I don't know why. I just knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's the wild out. Plus, I think the girl in Ozark, her and, her and Sam Jackson, the older they, lady. They knew to know the the young white girl. With well, the, the older lady's wild. Yo, but the young one. The oh, young she's one. She's my favorite character of the show. She needs to do a curse off against Sam Jackson because she yeah. got the foulest mouth. I, I love, love that character. Yo, she's she's amazing. Character. Her yeah, mouth is a, so foul. Yeah, I yeah. just want to see her and Sam Jackson cuss each other yeah, out. That's she's the best one. one. Yeah. So, so when are because I know you got your own production company. Yeah. 
Well, I have my, I do, but I, you know, my focus is really rock the bells as a company. Like I know it's it, for people that are watching this, it's kind of hard for them to get their minds around it because it hasn't launched yet. So because it hasn't launched yet, you probably have a lot of people that are like, well, what does he mean? I mean, it's a station, but rock the bells is really a, 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 a serious company. That, that I'm launching. And um, once it comes out, when people see the platform that I'm building and the things that I'm introducing to the world, I think they'll get more of what I'm saying. So, but but production is part of that. Yeah, I would produce, yeah. So, so Rock the Bells will have production. It will have... Uh, it, it's it, going to have a lot of things. I, I Rather than... I, I could show you better than I could tell you because I don't want to lay it out and and people take it wrong. A violated type of thing? A violated type Not, of thing? Well, no, it's going to be a little media. different that. It's going to be... I, you got to see it. You got to see. Right. Once you see it, it'll be easier to understand. And, right. I, and I mean that. And um, um, I'll take you through it and you'll see what I'm doing. But I think Rock the Bells um, is going to be great for our culture. I know it'll be great for our culture. I truly believe that. Right. It's the right thing. It's what we need. Um, and uh, it's going to be a good thing. I mean, you good. could already tell by the station, just the curation of the station, how much you yeah. care. And then, well, I program the station, right? Like, yeah. like a lot of people wonder, like, yo, well, who's the program director? No, I go through thousands of songs and I program the station. Like, You're not leaving you, anybody out. You could sense that, you know? Nah, nah, I, shit, I, I got cannabis. He, Tam, he, you know, he going ham. Yeah, you I'm hearing Funk Dubious on, on <laughs> he Rock going the Bell. He's yeah, first born. I got, I'm playing his shit. Like, I play them all. Yeah. Like, because I feel like the culture deserves that, right? Like, like, I never reject something just because it, it, it may not reflect the best on me personally, because it's about the culture. You know what I'm saying? It's not about LL Cool J. Rock the Bells is not about LL Cool J. Rock the Bells is about classic, timeless hip-hop and the culture. It's for us. It's not just for me. You know what I mean? All right. And I saw you on Rock the Bells account with um, Tyson the other day. Uh, yeah. Tyson, uh, I believe Roxanne, I forgot who else. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was on there. And you know Tyson talking about the fight. You was Cool V. Uh, on Cool V, yeah, my bad. Um, and you were talking about uh, his meal prep and all that. But then yeah. it was crazy because he he said sometimes he eat chicken, sometimes he eat fish, but he's mainly on on a plant based diet. And then as I'm watching this, this footage pop up of Evander Holyfield with footage previously, like how Tyson looked. It looked almost identical. I am scared to death of 50-year-olds right now, Al. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would tell you, man, you know, listen, listen. That Yo, you saw Mike throwing them punches. You go in there talking about you 25 and you got this head, I got this shit coming. You gonna get your head knocked off, B. Like, yo, your man Mike, yo, I'm staying clear of that bullshit. I don't want no parts of that bullshit. Hey, yo, Nori, listen, man. Listen, man. Everybody watching this shit. NFL players, basketball player, I don't care who it is. Y'all saw him Mike throwing the punches. Yo, we don't want no parts of that. I don't want no parts of that shit, B. That shit look toxic. Yo, how you know Mike is a real, real, like, Yo. assassin is that he had on the shortest shorts ever. In underwear no one said nothing. Yo, he had black panties on. <laughs> didn't matter. No it didn't nothing. matter. He had the black panties on. It was doing. It didn't matter. Them punches was so crazy. I wasn't looking at nothing but them fucking fists flying. They was doing memes. They had homie throw flying through the wall. The whole shit. I felt sorry for the dude holding oh. the gloves, man. Oh. Mike is just oh. He needed oh, a raise immediately. I don't know what he getting paid, but he needed a yo, raise. Yo, and, and he deserves to get a check on top of it. Like, right. he deserves to get a check. But Mike, but only thing, my thing is, just don't, you know, you know, don't, 
<laughs> you know, don't, don't don't run in there against, you know, somebody 20 years old with good wind or something and nah, they slip I, think, and slip. I think it's for charity. I think um yeah. when I was speaking to Fred Frenchie, the guy that um uh I think he runs with, with Tyson a lot. Um I think it's for charity. I mean everyone's gonna make a check, obviously. Yeah. But, um you should. I, I think it's for his mental, you know what I mean? Like Yo, he deserves it. He deserves to do what yeah. he loves, man. And if we can, and if they ways, can manage it. Sorry to cut you off in a lot of ways. I kind of feel like that was you with cannabis, even though I don't want to bring up that. You know, like you you were so used to battling people back then. And like when you when you when you got to a new generation, it was like you needed that. And and in yeah, a lot of ways, you feel like that, man. Like that's probably, you know, would motivate me more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, you know, that that's part of it. Like that's hip hop. Like I would I never have that competitive spirit in you. You know, I you know, I you know, just because I haven't heard me rhyme don't mean I can't. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, don't think you know, I know, you know, you the mind isn't like this ain't basketball, B. It's not about knees and shit. Like my mind is right. my mind is able. You know what I'm saying? Like Real shit. You know, I ain't gonna be, you know, we ain't gonna be ooh ha got the molar check. It's 2020. I know how to do it. <laughs> I know how to do it. You know what I mean? This shit funny though. Yeah, yeah. Cannabis was funny dude, man. Yo, he, did you um, see the holy field footage? I did, man. I did. I did. I, you know, he's a beast. I mean, he ain't looking, he ain't moving as quick as Mike, but he is a beast. I mean, holy field, you don't want no parts of that either. We need he, as a matter of fact, Evander came on my show. You know what I'm saying? Evander came on NCISLA. I had him come on. He came on and killed it. He did yeah. a role. He acted on the joint. He did a quick little cameo. Killed it. Crushed it. I mean, Evander is just, he's made of something different, man. See, he's like, um, you know, his intestinal fortitude, his willpower. You know, me and Evander, like, I remember going over his house back when, you know, um, back when he lived in Atlanta, when he had the house, um, before he had sold it to Rick Ross or right. however that went down. Like, when I remember running around the property and being with Evander, like, he's a, he's an animal, B. You right. know, he's a, he's a champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's cut from that cloth. Right. You know what I mean? Right, you're right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, yeah, yeah. Evander, Mike, you know what I'm saying? Lennox Lewis. You know right. what I'm saying? That's my man. Like, yeah. like Lennox won't put them hands. I'll I tell you a funny story with Lennox, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was doing in the house back when I was doing in the house, right? So I'm doing in the house. So the Lennox sitcom, did a right? sitcom. The yeah, the sitcom. Yeah. I did the um, sitcom. So yeah. Lennox did a guest appearance, right? So we in the, you know, I, and, and we for whatever reason, my character's supposed to be boxing Lennox Lewis for charity, right? So, <laughs> okay. so yo, so we playing around. So, you know, we in there, we playing around in some kind of way. He threw a punch and I threw a punch and caught him in the nose. And I was like, don't hit me. <laughs> Yo, hold up. I said, time out, cut. Hold up. Because I saw him like go. Because I wasn't supposed to catch him. I don't know how I caught him. Right. But whatever happened, I wanted to just really give it a timeout and right. give it a second and reset. Because homeboy, like when I caught him, like he threw a, he threw a, um, <clears throat> let me see. So, so, so. Yeah, he threw a little right. He threw a little right. No, what, let me see. He threw a jab. Yeah, he threw a jab at me, and I turned. I turned this way, and then you know, and it came back with something, and didn't mean to and caught him. Yo, it was the mo It was a crazy moment because it, it's like his face completely transformed. He went, and I saw some shit click, and when this shit started clicking, I was like, yo. 
Yo, like, yo, yo, that was the craziest moment of my life. Hold on. And that shit, yo, that shit is on film somewhere. NBC got that shit on film somewhere. Listen, we heard about you and Jamie Foxx. What's going on with you on these sets, man? Nah, nah, but nah, nah, the Jamie shit was totally different. I mean, I love Jamie, but, you know, Jamie just... I don't know, man. Jamie just, you know, I don't know. We was acting, and he, you know, for whatever, whatever reason, Yo, and that's my man, I love him. Yeah. He just felt like he, you know, he was going to punch me in my face, and that was going to be the end of it, and I just didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. Jamie's actually playing Mike in, in, in the upcoming role. Yeah. Biopic. Yeah. But he's he's serious. It's not he's not being a comedian. He's, right. he's serious. As an actor, I think he'll be fine. He'll I think, it, yeah. you know, he, he you know, Cause you know he played Ray, he played Ray before. But yeah, now know. let me ask you, like Ray and Mike is a, <laughs> are you up, a little different. Are you up on that, like where you you ready to do a biopic about yourself? Or, or um, I, I have I've had quite a few people ask me about that, but I kind of I don't know, man. You know, maybe, but there's a part of me that just wants to leave that for my kids. Mm. What you about know, a documentary like, at the least? Documentary is fine. I mean, we can do something dope. Like what Beasties just did. That yeah, was, we can know. do something crazy about my career. I mean, you there's a lot for of your kids. That, your kids playing the role of you? No, what I owning, mean is that, owning that. Oh, what I mean oh, is that, like, 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 you know, I don't see any reason why, you know, you know, by the grace of God, I don't see any reason why my name wouldn't live on for another hundred years. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason for it not to. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the same, but. Let them do it, you know? But, I don't right, know. The reason why I say that is because when you look at all the biopics, the biopics with the people who are still alive is the ones that's like, like when you look at Pox, mm. then you can tell Pox was rushed. You know what I mean? And Benny Boom was my, my brother. We spoke yeah, about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it on camera. Um, yeah. It just felt like it was rushed because Pac's life was expanded. Now with these docu-series, it felt like you, you, can, you can do it more. But what, the reason why I ask you that is I, I figure like, you know, why, you know, you're alive. We're alive. You're alive and kicking. It might be you that want to approve. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you again, man, that's not a bad thought. It's just a matter of, you know, having the bandwidth to do it and how into it I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's funny. It's it's like, you know, you you making a documentary about history while you, but I'm really more interested well, in making right. more history. Making more, history. I'm, more history. I'm more interested in making more history than right. I am thinking about my my prior history. So it's like it's a priority thing because you know you plan, you prioritize, execute, and then you assess. Right, like you right. you know. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm open to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not but what you said about your kids is, is such an ill thought because that's part of generational wealth in a sense. Like, well, yeah. That legacy that you leave that allows them to, to financially gain off of that. Because if you do yeah. it, you, you, you kind of expense that already, you know? Yeah. But there's, there's three different LLs. That's what I, it's, it's probably going to wind up being 60, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but you can actually, like you can see from my radio, you know what I'm saying? Like, good looking for that jacket too. I realized oh, only me, Eminem, and Dr. Dre had that jacket. I was like, oh, I'm in great class. Okay. I pretend that I'm not jealous right now. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But, I got but you. even from, like, from, from, from uh, Can't Live Without My Radio, just from that, from, like, the, from those days, up until like uh uh you know the track master day, that's just a movie. That's just yeah. one one yeah, yeah. and then true. you got you got you got you know in the house from there. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, you actually a dude you could have teenage L would be two hours right there. I eating. got to see a dude from Farmers Boulevard where I know yeah. where Farmers Boulevard is on TV every day. Then you got the crazy movie thing. Now you got the grown-up, you know what I mean? Like that's like that's like five movies, but it's it, it's broken up. In, in t- as a series, right? Yeah, that could be, it could be crazy. Yeah, it, could be, yeah. it could definitely be crazy. It could definitely be a lot of fun, man. It's just, um, 
you know, it's definitely something to think about. You gave me a lot to think about. You yeah. guys, like, you know, this is like a goddamn think tank over here. <laughs> We're doing a brainstorming and, session. And it's you, a think you, tank. You, you know what it is? One, I, I, I love and respect everything you got going on. And the thing about it is not only, it's, it's, it's something that I, I uh, try to adapt from you is, you're not one track minded. Like I would never think of a lip sync battle. Like I would have never thought of like any type of like like how like how did you even become a part of that? The lip sync. Well, well, what that was was um the idea was um um Stephen Merchant and John Krasinski and they brought it to Fallon. Fallon came to me and Casey Patterson and Jay Peterson. And um, everybody you, know, you name sound rich for some reason. Big <laughs> <laughs> them up, all of them niggas. I want to know y'all. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then we, uh, you know, ended up doing the show, and it just, you know, took on a life of its own, and you know, became like this billion view YouTube kind of thing that with the with the show, and and right now, you know, with CBS and Viacom and tra um, um, transition is resting, but the the show is still there's still more coming. Um, there's you know, there's all kinds of cool stuff happening. There's a home edition playing around with on YouTube. There's all kinds of things that we're playing around with on social media. There's more coming. So it's just, yo, it's just never limit yourself, man. Right. Never limit yourself, man. Like, don't limit yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be willing to do new things, try new things. And like I said, you got to be, you got to risk looking stupid in order to take it to the next level. But follow your intuition, you right. know, and let data back that up. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, you know what I mean? You, Damon, and FUBU ever thought about relaunching FUBU or? I talked to, you know, I talked to Damon a couple of times about that. I'd be open to, you know, having that conversation, but, um, you know, that's totally, totally up to Damon. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a passive owner in that. Um, I don't have any governance, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you know, I own a taste, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I would be with it. I mean, you know, definitely with it, but, you know, it's so much more coming, man. Right. You be shocked, baby. I'm yeah. telling you, baby, like, it's so much coming, man. By the grace of God, like it's going, it's going to be, it's going to be really fun to introduce what I'm doing to the world. I think you're going to be very, um, well, we gonna uh, be inspired. inspired. We're gonna be inspired. down with you because, see, I, I'm the type of person I don't want to go outside my culture. Like, I, listen, when Drink Chance blew up, me and my partner EFN, we got deals from all different office, not deals. Excuse me, we got offers from all different type of people. And and I, in my career, felt like I always did that. I always went for the money instead of staying with the culture. Because sometimes when you go for the mm. more money, you lose creative ship. You lose, you lose ownership. ownership and, yeah. and, and I just want to be able to, to be us. Like I don't mm -hmm. ever want to like, you know what I mean? So I want to stay with us. So me, I'm on, I want to bring you some projects. I want to, you know, get Yeah, I love, yo, we definitely got to do some great stuff. I mean, you got great creative minds. We're going to do a lot of stuff. You're going to see, yeah. you're going to see, you're going to be excited. Like, and, and I'm going to spread the love around. Like, like people yes. going to be able to win. It's not, it's like I said, it ain't about LL. You know what I'm saying? Right. Rock the Bells is going to be a nice place for a lot of people to do a lot of great things. It is going to be a lot of you guys are going to be able to move and groove and do your thing. You're going to see. You're going to see what I mean. You're going to be like, oh, we shit, need we a platform. We're looking forward to it, we man. We need a platform yeah. where we could go to and say, you know what, young man, boom, boom, and help with production. Because uh, if you, you know, listen, if you shot five to ten videos and they were good, you know how to be a producer. You just got to oh. apply it. Hundred <laughs> percent. If you shot well, 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 you know, it, it's kind of like <laughs> it's going to sound a little crazy, but it's like alloys. You know what an alloy is? An alloy, like metal. Altoids, it's like yeah. if you take bronze and tin okay. and, or, and you put it together, that's an alloy. It's a mixture. Well, you know, in life, when you think about how people think, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 
being able to take theoretical knowledge, which means education that you receive, and then take practical experiential knowledge, which is education that you actually live, and you put those together apply like it, an yeah. alloy. And when you put that together like an alloy, that's when you're able to take it to the next level, and that's when one plus one can equal ten. You know what I'm saying? Because when you think about iron and you take that, that you, you take that other, that, what is it, carbon, I think, and you put it inside of iron and you create that steel, like it's that one plus one equals 10 factor. So what you just said is that you're saying that, yo, you have the practical knowledge, the fundamental knowledge, just because you were on those video sets. Now, if you go read up a little bit and you combine that, you combine those two, then you'd be able to do the production or the directing that you want to do. You know what I'm saying? That's what you just described to me. It's like me and EFM, we learned it and we do this shit. It's ourselves. All day. All this shit ourselves. Right. So why not with other shows and moving on? But And um, mistakes and all as well. Like you got to no, be, like no. you said, be willing to make mistakes, of be course. willing to look stupid. And, and, and we, we, that's what we're willing to do all day long. And don't get discouraged. Right. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Right. Everybody right. screws it up. Right. Everybody messes it up. Right. Right. Like all that perfect shit. Even the people that appear public, even appear perfect in public, privately, they got some shit happening. Right. They done screw some sure. things up. Yeah. So it's yo, just don't let the mistakes destroy you. Like right. just take it and grow and just keep going and incorporate the learnings, baby. Right. You know what I mean? Now, now, instead of me asking you like like the wildest experience of your career, you've been doing talking to your fans uh, every day, five uh, Eastern time, eight p.m. Um, Eastern time, um, um, five p.m. Pacific uh, Pacific time. Right. Um, is it, have you had a DJ Khaled experience where a fan tried to turk for you or some shit? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> I have it, but it ain't like I'm gonna just click that shit off. I like the way Khaled was playing it off though. Oh yeah, yo, that yeah. shit was hilarious. I'm with my, I'm with my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Oh no. Oh, you been in a way. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Oh, oh. yeah, your man was, your man was hilarious. Yo, Khaled's hilarious. Yeah, that joint, yo, that. Yo, I love Cal. Yo, that post and pre-picture of Khaled with the, with the back to back side by side. Yeah, yeah. Khaled gonna kill him. When Khaled come back off this quarantine, when he get his joint right, and he get sharp and he cut, he get line right, he's gonna murder him. Because he been like... I actually that, L because I actually been to your shows and seen girls faint. Like... Like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had seen that. I had seen that on movies before, and like yeah. shit like that. Like I was on a, a top forty tour with you. I was you like Ja Rule and yeah. I, I think Fat Joe and Ashanti, and you was the closer. Like you had your own room, and you came out and you handed out roses, and yeah. I just seen people faint. And I was like, Yeah, but that, that was a long time ago. See now, that was a long time ago. Now it ain't really ladies love Cool J. It's more legends love Cool J. You know, what oh, yeah. like you know that, that was a long time that's ago. A, that's a good Putting yeah, it. <laughs> yeah girls got kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's legends love Cool J. You know, now, you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm telling you, you might have to you be careful I mean? on your Instagram live. Somebody gonna get you like college. I'm telling <laughs> you. Yo, I, yo, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm all for it. Be like, yo, yeah. yo, man. Get busy. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I want all the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> with all oh, the smoke, me. <laughs> yo, yo, you know, uh, recently, you know, um, I just wanted to say, Chris, uh, rest in peace to Chris Lighty. Recently, yeah. um, we just said um, his birthday, um, uh, yeah, May eighth, yeah, yeah, just passed. He, I, I, um, I, I, no, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, like, you would think it gets easier as time progresses, and this is just one of them things that is it, just not, it's not like wine to me. Because you know why? Because 
it just seems so so like unnecessary and wrong. It seems so mm-hmm. out of character and just so mm-hmm. bad. And the fact that the circumstances, you know, let's be let's call it what it is. The fact that they claim it was a suicide just doesn't sit right with anybody. And because of that, it's hard. It doesn't. You can't rest. Right. You can't rest. It doesn't rest. It would be different. You know, we want him to be alive. But if somebody had shot him in front of a club, right. it, we at least would understand, like, it, it, we'd be at rest. But, you know, may he rest in power. But that suicide thing doesn't add up yeah. because we know his character. He was a strong guy. He, he was not somebody with – he wasn't perfect. None of us are. But he was a strong guy. He was talented. He was brilliant. He was smart. He was a thinker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, he had his team. He was a leader. You know, he was a, a man, you know, a man's man. Like, it just didn't make sense. So that's why it's kind of like weird, you know what I'm saying? And I still, to this day, don't believe that he did that to himself. Me neither. Me neither. I don't believe that. I just don't believe it, you know what I'm saying? And I'm never going to, nobody's going to make me believe that. Like, I, I just don't believe he did that. I'm with you. Um, me and 50 right. talked about that, too. We, we were on the yeah. same level. That's why Rock the Bells, we need to do, like, a, a violated division as well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where it's the artist managing artists, and you know what I mean? Be, the people, like, artist development is not even, like, I felt like that's what Violator was. Like, um, yeah, it was. I remember, yeah. I remember me getting a record deal, um, <laughs> and, uh, this, this, is, this is a happy point. Me getting a record deal, me getting money, and not knowing what to do, right? Like, I had nothing to do but one thing I could do was I could go to Violator, I could get a haircut, I could roll dice, and I could buy some weed. All in Violator. Like, and it was like, it was like, yo, fuck the hood. I'm just going to Manhattan. 170 Barrick. You know what's hilarious about that? Mm-hmm. I, I felt the same way about Rush Productions. That's what I used to cut came. school. It was yeah. a, the, the, the equivalent of the same feeling. Yeah. Russell's up there, the office. I'm going up there, and I'm just going. I used to just sit around Rush Productions waiting for something to happen right. all day long. Right. Just yeah, trying to be close to get it. Close to get it. I just want to get it. So right. I'm just going to be around here because there's something hot around here. If it right. go down, I want in. Like, <laughs> I did it all day long. Right. So right. I'm with you 100% on that. I swear to you, B. I swear I also, to you, man. Also, want to commend you on you commending um, um saluting the Beastie Boys. I thought that was honorable. I saw y'all together. Yeah, um, yeah, dope. yeah. You know what it is, man. Ad Rock. You know he got me my break. Like Ad Rock played my demo for Rick really. Rubin. Yeah, yeah. Ad Rock. You know the Beastie Boys. He played my demo for Rick Rubin, and um ultimately, and not only did he play my demo for Rick Rubin, but he programmed the drums for my first song. I need a beat. You know what I'm wow. saying? So, so it's like, you know, Ad Rock of the Beastie Boys, you know, I owe him a lot in terms of respect. And um, so when they asked me, would you host um, these guys and have them on the channel and celebrate their documentary and their careers, it was a no-brainer for me. And I will always support the Beastie I mean, look, I got the Beastie Boys book right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, mean, I have the book at the crib. Look, I got, saying, I got the Beastie Boys book right here. Rest you know what I'm saying? And that's right here. Yo, yeah, exactly. Because wow. my man, you know, my man really... You know, he really, you know, was instrumental in, you know, me being here. Like, so, you know, you know, Ad Rock is, you know, what, what M is to 50, Ad Rock is to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. he, you know, he crazy. put me on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, yeah. sorry to get a little political, but I'm sure you've been hearing about um, Ahmad. What's my name? Aubrey. Aubrey. Aubrey yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Like, man, come on, man. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, the real way I feel is that... <laughs> Wow. Oh, shit. My bad. I mean, you know, like, 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 the real way I feel is the guys that shot him, like, I feel like, you know, 
They need to be lined up. And then every black man in America needs to stand on a 3,000 mile line and punch them in their fucking face right. one by one, just yeah. standing in the line. That's how I really feel about it. And then on top of that, maybe, you know, tighten them up, bend them over and tighten them up on top of that. Right. But, um, but the way I feel about that is that I think on a real serious note in terms of our community, I feel like, um, you know, this, 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 this dehumanization of our people has to stop. Mm. Yes. You know, this dehumanization, and this goes for all ethnicities, right? Like, I'm not excluding anybody, but the dehumanization mm. of, of, of ethnic groups, you know, has to stop, man. And, and, and you, know, you know, white supremacy is truly a, um, a virus, mm. you know what I'm saying? And there are a lot of people who have caught it generationally. Mm. And um, it was given to them. They didn't even ask for it. Right. It, it was just put in their minds when they were children. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's the crazy thing about it. Like, think about it. You have people that think that way, but they were taught that by their parents. Right. So it's almost hard that, like, it, it, right. it's hard to fathom that you can't blame them, but it's like, yo, this person was really taught this. Like, right. somebody really sat around at the dinner table and convinced right. them that killing a black man was okay. Or they legitimately are afraid of the black men so much that they want to kill them, right? So right. I feel like we have to... Um, you know, we have to just, you know, we have to, you know, I think there's, there's a level of education that's required. You know what I'm saying? There's just a level of information that's, that's not being um, exchanged. Like, people are not really understanding who people are. Like, there's a level of humanity that we need to connect on that we're not necessarily connecting on. Um, you know, and I, look, I care about my people. I want to see my people uplifted. I don't want to see, you know, you know, young men and men in general, people shot down like dogs in the street. Um, I also want to be careful not to generalize and just say, you know, like make it about all white people or right. all this or all, all cops or all this, because that's not true, right? right. That's wrong. That's a foul right. state. That's a wrong way to think about it because there are a lot of people who do care and want to see things better. So I just think we have to just, we have to be educated, we got to stay focused. Um, we got to be wise in our choices. And uh, we're just going to have to fight the good fight. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, we got to protect and defend ourselves, too. I think it's and okay to defend yourself. What's crazy in this case, too, and I don't know, if maybe I don't have all the facts, is how long it took for it to come out. You know, it would have never came out, right? Like, you know, the that real question is how many people died in that county that we don't know about? Exactly. Right? How long has this been going like, on, right? It's just a lynching. It's another form. It's just a killing, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a lynching. It's a killing. It got filmed and it came out into the public. It's probably been going down, down there for years and they've been getting away with it. But, you know, those guys, you know, um, you know, the guys who pulled the trigger in that instance, they, they deserve to be, you know, put in the cell for the, for the rest of their lives. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. Like, I don't think killing them is the right move. I think they need to sit in the cell with no mattress on a cold concrete floor with no drawers on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just sit there for about 10, right. 15 years. We'll be back. We'll talk soon. I'll talk to you in about 10 or 15 and see how you're feeling. You know, slice of bread a day, half a cup of water. Just yeah. chill out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's, it's senseless. You don't have to kill people. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to run around and treat people like they're inhumane. Like, I mean, like they're not human, like they're subhuman and with this inhumane treatment. So, you know, that's how I feel about it. But I also think that on the flip side of that, as a country and as a nation, we need to come together. Right. I think that 
injustice needs to be dealt with, yes, but at the same time, as a nation, all of us, we need to come together. There needs to be a healing, you know what I'm saying? There needs to be, um, uh, you know, the like-minded people need to come together and, and there needs to be the spirit of love, not weakness, not foolishness, but just a spirit of love that needs to, you know, permeate our society. And I think that that's part of it too. But it's also about exposure. A lot of the people that think that way are ne- haven't been exposed to anything. Yeah. You know, they're in the same community, homogenous society, doing the same things every day for 100 years and thinking the same yeah. thoughts and talking to the same people, reinforcing this, 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 this. Archaic infrastructure of thinking. Like, this archaic, yeah, yeah, this archaic mindset. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And philosophy. So um, that's what I feel about it. But I want to see our people be good. That's why I think, you know, iron sharp as iron. I think each one teach one. I think you got to be proud of who you are. You got to man up as a man. Take care of your family. Take care of your children. Take care of your wife. Take care of your kids. Take care of the mother of your children. You know, keep your community safe. You know, if if you got a lawn, rake it, cut it, mow it. If you got an apartment and you're in the jacks, you don't be the one to to, to piss in the elevator. Keep it clean. Keep your your area clean. Um, You know, take care of your people. Take, let's pride, take right. care of each other. Take pride in what in how right. we move. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's part of it. And you know, look, this is a tough time, man, because people were suffering before coronavirus, man. Right. It's only crazy. Like man. people was really suffering. People out here, you know, we get caught up in a little bit of a bubble because, you know, we we have conversations about the Forbes and who's rich and who's got this and who's got that. But there's people out here hurt, man, and we can't forget them. You know what I'm saying? It's not about always about the cover of Forbes and rubbing money in people's faces. Sometimes it's about connecting with the people and making sure that they are right and making sure that your community and your culture is being uplifted. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think putting that wise word out there for those kids, putting that wise word out there for those for those for, for all our people. You know, it's important. And that's for Americans in general, not just I'm not trying to exclude whites, Latinos. Like I think all of them, you know, what I'm saying everybody deserves to be treated with dignity. And respect, and um, that's what it's about. And it's more to life than just money, man. Like it's important, right. it's needed, but there's more to life than just that. You know what I'm saying? There's dignity too. You know what I'm saying? Self-respect. Real talk. So, um, with the states opening up with this coronavirus, and this is probably your last question. Um, mm-hmm. with the states opening up with the coronavirus, but then you see in that it's it's like almost asinine because the the cases are going up. So why why would we open? It almost well, seems like well, certain, this is certain people like guinea pigs. You feel yeah, like- you know, there's an old saying, man, a mouse only sees an inch, right? Like, so when it's staring at the cheese in the trap, it doesn't see. That's how the trap works. Oh, it only sees the cheese. It don't see the right. So it's like a mouse sees an inch. You know what I'm saying? So I would say that people like can't can't go for that. Like you know, just because it's open doesn't mean you know. That's like you know. That's like if the do- if the doors of the elevator open and there ain't no elevator in there, are you gonna jump down the shaft just because it's open? <laughs> oh, it's good, open, so I'm gonna jump analogy. in. You know, oh, let's go. It's open. You know, they've opened it, and that's <laughs> yeah. basically what we're dealing with. Like, you right. got people that ring the elevator. I just want to get on the elevator. I'm sick of this shit. I'm right. sick of staying home. I'm sick of staying home. Uh, elevator doors open. No elevator. I don't give a damn. Whoa! You know, what I mean? like right. it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's like, people need to chill out, B. I know, look, we got introverts and extroverts. You know, me, I'm a little more introverted, so I don't have no problem staying in the house. Right. Extroverts going nuts. They want to pull they, they want to pull their ears off. They, yeah. Yo, I can't connect with people. They're going crazy. Um, but I would say this, look, in all of these cities, look, yo, do your social distancing. 
Yes, there are people who are in situations where they absolutely have to go out. They have no choice. They either have to go food shopping daily because they can't, they don't have enough to like stock up. They may have to do go get a sandwich. You have people that have certain jobs they have to do because everything, their whole world will collapse if they don't go to work. I respect that. But unless you absolutely positively got to do that, chill out. Like all that going to get your hand nails done. Like I told my wife, I'm like, listen, listen, listen. I just want to get my head up. Yo, we got scarves, right? Like, <laughs> Yo, how them scarves look? You got the Gucci, the Gucci scarf looking good right now. Like, you know, girls like they get the, you know, they want to get their nails done. Yo, just you know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, what's up? You know, do this, give me this, because it's like, yo, come on, man. Like, ladies, ladies, you don't need your hand nails done right now, ladies. Don't risk, don't risk death, don't risk death to get your nails and the hair done, ladies. Like, chill out. I know you want a pedicure, baby. I know you like it. I know you like when 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 Shaniqua scratches your scalp. I know you want to get it scratched so bad it's driving you insane, ladies. But just chill out. You know what I mean? Real talk. So I would tell everybody, be easy. My last question. You think this will ever get back to normal, or this? I is think no. I think it'll be a different type of normal. I think it'll be different from this. Um, no, I think, but it'll be there will be some sort of new normal because I think, like you know, people are just going to feel differently, right? Like they say, you could tell a lot about a person by how the world was when they're in their twenties. Mm -hmm. So you know, you know, so when people in their twenties now, you know, forty years from now they'll be in their sixties. They may have a mask on somewhere, like you know, you look at the old, they're gonna be like, look at that old dude with the mask on, but he remembers the the, right. the coronavirus. Yeah. So you know, it's like you know, I think that. There will be a new normal. I don't think it'll be exactly this. Things will change, but, you know, look, adapt. Just adapt. Well, that's one thing about, you know, you know, our people and then America in general. Americans adapt, man. You know, we adapt. People adapt. You know what I'm saying? And then the subcultures in America, right? Like, not subcultures, but other ethnicities other than white, like Latinos and blacks and people from Haiti, you know, you know, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rican, you know, Cuban, like, you know, people from all over the world, like, yeah, Italian, French, <laughs> like, people adapt. So we adapt. We adapt. So, you know, we're going to be all right, man. We're going to be all right, baby. Well, all right? Thank you, man. Thank you so much, man. One love, man. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. What you said, Andre? Yeah, one, one, uh, totally think great, great, great. Um, before we get up out of here, I know you had a relationship with Andre Harrell. Yeah. That came, yeah. Side swiped everybody. Yeah. Yeah, um. Rest in peace. Man, Andre, Andre was in my scene in Crush Group when I, you know, when I first got on, you know? Wow. Andre, you know, I've known Andre a long time. I remember, you know, I was at the office when Andre came up with the idea for Uptown Records, we was down there at Rush in Russell's office and he was sitting there telling me, you know, the story about how he was going to get artists and how he's going to make money and give them points. And he was explaining to me the whole vision, the whole champagne of rap, you know, because me and Jekyll and Hyde, I call Andre Jack. Me and Jack, you know, you know, we used to go on tour together. You know what I'm saying? And I'll go do shows together and concerts together. Like I did concerts with Andre Harrell on the regular. So it's like, um, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm sorry that he's gone, and um, I pray he rests in power, but man, his legacy is, is amazing. I think his children and his family, the mother of his child, his child, um, his son Gianni, I think they should be really proud of their dad, really proud of who he, who he was uh, and what he did for the world and the contribution that he made to our culture. I mean, it'll never be forgotten. So, yeah, he was... Um, he was a special, special individual, and he was there for me, with me, since the very beginning. I knew him from day one, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Since I was 16, I knew Andre Harrell. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's crazy, man. You know, um, you know, I don't know what to say, man. I just uh I hope his son is okay. And um, you know, I hope that his family is is uplift, lifted up and embraced. And um it's really sad, bro. Yeah. Rest in peace, Andre. Rest in peace. This whole show dedicated to you, yeah. to his family, condolences, uh, to the Revolt family, to, 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 to Coneses, everybody is hit. And you know what? I'm glad you said that. I want to. I just want to send a message to Diddy. You know, I'm sure he'll, if he doesn't see it, maybe he'll see this part. I just want to tell you, man, keep your head up, bro. I know he was like a dad to you. I know you lost, you know, your father when you were young. And I know Andre has been, you know, by your side, giving you advice and, 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 and just being there for you for many years. And um, I just want to tell you to stay encouraged, homie. And uh, I wish you all the best with your life and your career. And I wish you love. And um, I just wish your family the best. I know it hasn't been easy for you recently. So I just want to tell you, you know, I got love for you, homie. And stay strong. You know what I mean? Been, God bless you. Rest in, rest in peace and love. To it seems like since Kobe, like, right? It's been crazy. Like, yeah, that was tough. That was, that was tough, too. I mean, I mean, Kobe... Kobe was on in the house when he was a rookie, man. He was on my sitcom. Wow. You know, he did with guest Randy, appearances. Right? No, no, with um, he did it with Derek, um, Derek Fisher. Okay, that's no, not yeah, Mo, you're thinking, you're thinking about Moesha in the house yeah. with Maya Campbell. Yeah, man, she, she's another one going through a lot of things. She has to. I tried to reach out to her, and it just, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't reel her in, you know. But um, you show that they, they yeah, okay. But yeah, Kobe was definitely a, um. You know, a guest on my show, him and Derek Fisher, they were both rookies at the time. And we hung out a lot. And, you know, he was another really special dude. And I watched him grow up as a man. And, uh, yeah, special well, dude. Well, L, man, you know, I'm yeah. sorry to end it on a sad note. Nah, it's all love. Nah, it's all love, Norton. You know, L, you're a great example for people to, to uh, when you transition, you know, you know what? You know, I always told people rap is just a vehicle. Rap is a place that gets you to somewhere so you could go on to something else. And mm -hmm. I had that blueprint from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you dominated rap and you went on and did this and did that. And, I, and that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm going to continue to try to do that, walk in your footsteps. And even mm -hmm. if I come up uh, a little short, as long as I, I, you know, I'm out there winning, I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying uh, 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 respecting my legends. I'm, I'm enjoying um, uh, and, and I want us to, to continue to celebrate life because we never know. You know what I mean? Amen. We're going to celebrate too and you know keep you keep winning man you're doing great things yes man thank you brothers one both, love man. one love, love. fn yeah peace right, brother peace. love y'all peace be good right we don't know traps thanks up fire i ain't drink the whole episode do you want to drink <laughs> wait, wait till friday wait till friday all right i was drinking green juice east of there okay. yeah it was good not much you guys want to just wrap it up real quick let's oh, yeah. talk to each other real quick yeah. See, every episode we do, once we do it, I want to drop that one next. Like, it's messed up, man. You got to relax. That's why That's why I told you last time we could only do one at a time. Because if we do two, it's going to be hard to, to Yeah, to I know. But every it. one we do, I want to be like, that one's next. Like, Because, yeah. like, everything you tell from Andre and bro, this is, like, this week. Yeah, but it's Kev, man. It's, it's yeah. tough for him. I know. I know. All right, you ready? Yeah. So this is an intro or an outro? outro. No, it's an outro. All right, cool. Man, dope shit, man. We had it was first crazy. off, 
Ashley Larry. I don't know why I keep calling him Ashley Larry. <laughs> Yo, he is oh. hilarious. Oh. I'm going to have to correct him. I think he called me a white boy. Cubans do not appreciate that shit. Cubans do not appreciate that shit. Cubans do not appreciate when they call you white. But <laughs> on the other flip side of it is hilarious. No, it was mad funny. Mad it's funny. Hilarious. I could accept the hilariousness of it. <laughs> Darnell... Man, um, I've been wanting to get him on Drink Chance, been a fan of him, following him. I thought that that was awkward once LL came on. I was sweating. No, nah, that was that was awkward great. Greatness of awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> that was that made that made a quarantine drink chance episode real. Yes, yes. The awkwardness. <laughs> and I want people to know we did not cut him off because when you see him cut off. No, nah, he bounced. He 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 bounced. He, he might be still here listening. Like, his camera <laughs> He's off. lingering. Which ain't no problem, but this is we we, we keeping the, um, the essence of drink chance, putting people together that don't necessarily uh, belong together. And uh, I think this is another episode of fun, man. We got uh, Twin up there, you know what I'm saying? See, Twin, Twin Rest was uh, last time twin. with LL. Love so you, homie. Twin, Twin was here, but this time with LL, and he's right under LL's box too. So, man, great, another great episode, man. Uh, we, we 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 knocking it out, my brother. Salute and stay yeah. safe. Keep the family safe. Absolutely, same to you. One love. Peace. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Drink Champs, hosted by yours truly, DJ EFN and NORE. Please make sure to follow us on all our socials. That's at Drink Champs across all platforms, at The Real Noriega on IG, at Noriega on Twitter. Mine is at Who's Crazy on IG, at DJ EFN on Twitter. And most importantly, stay up to date with the latest releases, news, and merch by going to drinkchamps.com. Sierra Leone has some of the world's highest maternal mortality rates. One nurse, Zainab, has not lost a single mother. This Mother's Day, join CARE in supporting maternal health around the world. Learn more at care.org slash Mother's Day. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.